Welcome to The Outsiders. Um, you all right, Si? You all right, Stu? What are we here doing? What are we talking about? Well, for those of you that are new to The Outsiders and, and those of you that have been here for our half-hour preview, so are effectively regulars, um, it's an inane conversation between two people um, mm-hmm. that touches mm-hmm. upon issues of football, yep. that skirts issues of philosophy, and... Yep. Um, delves deeply into the inadequacies of both of us. See, you had a problem saying the word inadequacy there, which highlights your utter inadequacy. And I know you as a man. Yeah. And you're you're absolutely inadequate as a man. So... I'll tell you what happened. Um, I sort of had an existential crisis, like midway through saying that word, as as I I realised I'm crouched here in, in my spare room. Mm. Speaking into a microphone, surrounded by cushions. I'm I'm a thrifty man, Stu. You know that. You are a 16th century bourgeois duke. Could you describe your surroundings? Have Have, have you furloughed the house staff, or are they <laughs> waiting hand and foot at the moment? Furloughed the wife. Um, <laughs> no. Uh, Good thing is she'll never listen to this. No, nobody who knows us does. Because we we are genuinely ashamed of this, aren't we? I, I listen. Yeah, yeah, I, I am. I am. I, I don't know why we do it other than um, just so when we're old, we can say when someone says, did you ever do anything creative when you were younger? We can go, no, no, nothing at all. Just no, in fact, actually, we, we, we aggressively went the other way um, yeah. because because this is the opposite to, to creativity. Sometimes what hmm. I do is um, maybe one or two days before we do a podcast, I'll I'll start reading and um, it might be a scientific paper or I might just dig into a little bit of 17th century philosophy or something. And then what I do is I come back to that, what Fat Frank called it this week, confirmation bias. I talk to you and then I centre, gravitate towards the stupidity that this oozes out of every pore. And um, and then I'm back to normal. I'm just reset. Because what I do is I, I do get these cra- I get these crazy ideas where I think, oh, I, I'll, I'll try and educate myself. I'll try and think mm. a little bit wider. Mm. And then I just talk to you and I'll go, right, okay, I like Mother's Pride. You know, I like cheddar cheese, just mild. Yeah. Um, is, there any, is there a reality TV program on, on TV? <laughs> I'll, I'll sit down and do that. And, um, and you know, just um, order just as much kind of like ethnic... Uh, take away as I can, and um, and and then and then and then I, and then I just I fit nicely back into the archetype of basically what passes off as a human being in this country right now. Yeah, you were um, you were a little bit worried there, weren't you, when you said the word <laughs> ethnic? I could I could hear a slight tremor in your voice. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Because you know I don't want to get it's a loaded. I don't get chased down the road. I, I live in a nice area, and I don't want to get chased by the road. Also, down the road yeah, by yeah, snowflakes with pitchforks. I just, yeah. Well, they would be your house staff, wouldn't they? Uh, but fortunately, you've got a stables, so um, it's a quick, quick exit. Um, you mentioned the name snowflake. Yeah. The weather's been a bit weird, hasn't it? <laughs> I thought you were, rather than talking about the weather, talking about snowflakes. I thought you were going to talk about our favourite manager. Oh yeah, the affectionately named. Um, Big fatty Lampard. <laughs> Poor yeah, Frank. Frank. Poor Frank. Listen, He's had a bad listen, week, listen. hasn't he? Had a bit of a. I think, you know, you know, you know what? You know what the worst bit of his week was. Mm. And I will tell you what, it, it, I don't think it was getting fired. I think the worst worst bit of his week was when he got home. Mm. <clears throat> John Terry was at home and making sure his oh, wife was feeling okay. All right, was it? <laughs> 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 what was it now? <laughs> 
that revelation might have been the real cutting part of the week. I mean, being sacked one thing, but getting over to John Terry yeah. sitting on your velvet sofa. He must have been confused because he'd had seven missed calls from Wayne Bridge. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, listen, this is cheap. This is cheap and nasty. Yeah. Let's talk about. Let's talk about Fat Frank. Let's talk because obviously today, um, how do you say the geezer's name? Tuchel, Tuchel, Thomas Tuchel. Thomas Tuchel, there we go. You're a man of the world. Now he's he's now he's a manager with acumen, and and I think look, um, from the tone of our discussion straight away, um, even if you're a diehard Chelsea fan, I hope you can forgive us that um, both both you and I for quite a long time have have struggled with um, with Frank Lampard as a manager, and 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 actually, I think for this year in particular. Premiership fans who, when he was at Derby, he was a sort of, oh, he's sort of dipping his toe in the water. A bit like we all know Steven Gerrard is managing a club, but we're not that bothered until he manages one in the Premiership. Do, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it was like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the Premiership fans in particular have seen he's a bit of a whiner, isn't he? Yeah, I tell you one thing that has absolutely blown my mind is that I thought that um, there's only a select few people that really took a dislike to him. Mm. But apart from a hardcore Chelsea fans, the vast majority of people are absolutely delighted that he's been sacked. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, it was because... that, for me, I thought, like, it was that weird little spat that he had with the journalist, you know, only a few yeah. days before he um, before he got yeah, sacked. Yeah, yeah. But that was not out of character at all, was it? And and there's this odd no. thing, isn't it, that we, we kind of want managers with passion, but there's a fine line between... You know, psycho passion, which I would say Jose Mourinho has. You know, he has his spats with journalists, but he's that sort of. It's don't make him angry because he'll do that thing. You know, where like certain people on a football pitch blank out, and it's like they'll they'll hurt you till you're dead, and then they'll they'll wake up covered in in a skin suit that they've made of of your skin, and be like, "What happened? I just blanked out." That's the sort of Jose Mourinho side of it, down to the sort of the whiny. I'm gonna tell the teacher. Which I felt the, the sort of the Frank Lampard side of things was, and there's all sorts of managers in between. But I, I think there's sort of two ends. You can sort of think, oh, Jose's back at it again. He's you know he's launched himself over the table at the uh, at the journalist from the Guardian. Um, whereas Lampard, it was just it was sad. And then when the when the fact that <laughs> sad, sad. Um, but it really it, it really was and it was it was a disappointing response because actually you could sense the sort of the disbelief that the the sort mm. of the the press pack had in the in terms of it was just a genuine question um from sort of, oh, yeah. you know a middle of the road question that he obviously had a pre-prepared answer but you know I, it got me thinking about a pre-prepared, a pre-prepared answer, yeah. Or as I like to call it, a prepared answer. No, 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 no. So you misunderstood what I said there. Oh, okay. He was prepared <laughs> by his press secretary for the press conference, and and they were like, Frank, here's what I need to tell you, Frank. You're not to have any spats with journalists, Frank. You see. He's a sort of, sort of fifties newsroom sort of style, yeah, <laughs> New, yeah, New yeah. York. He's done well for himself. Um, what Frank did is before that preparation, he pre-prepared and decided that he was going to say something to to that journalist, right, okay, uh, any journalist. Clearing that up. Yeah, um, and and so, but but actually, it got me thinking about managers and whether sacking a manager ever works. 
Okay. 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 Right. Let's um lead in with that with a little bit of a uh, little bit of music, shall we? Um, I've got a little um, I've got a little stinger as well that we can do. Do you want me to do that before the music or after the music, Stu? I don't know what the word stinger means. Uh, I've got a little a little phrase that I'm quite proud of. I've I've spent literally a whole week coming up with this. Um, do that after the music. Thanks. Yeah. Okay. Sacking a manager. The good, the Sorry. bad, and the frack. You ruined well, it, mate. I've ruined. <laughs> God Almighty! <laughs> you know what can I say to me? Yeah. I've been. I have been listless um, since Frank got sacked. I, <laughs> I, I've. I've not been able to focus. As you can tell, I'm. I'm off it today. You've, My usual <laughs> punnery is out the window. You've got no focus for your ire, have you? Uh, he's no. he's now even more irrelevant than he was. I I I, I was on a podcast yesterday, um, two up front podcast uh, with the chaps over there, and um, they said to me, "Do you do you feel uh, what, what do you think about Chelsea, like the, ch- the situation Chelsea's in right now?" And I said, "I felt I was sad. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I wanted him to stay just so we could, you know." Definitely get more points on them. Yeah, I, I think Chelsea will be a threat this season now. <laughs> I think they'll be they'll be organised, and I think they've got like two hundred and twenty million quid's worth of players that are actually quite. They have now got an actual um, manager with acumen. Someone who's going to tell yeah. them like yeah. when when you get the ball run in that direction. Type one thing. Of, one of. Um... Can I say something? Can I say mm. something? Can I say something? Listen to this. I saw a quote today. <laughs> it was incredible. Hard off the press. And the quote. <laughs> hey, hand off the press. <laughs> I've got to stop um, channeling this. I don't know where it's come from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it, this is incredible, right? Imagine how bad you've got to be at this certain area of life for this to be real. The quote was this, from an inside source, that Frank Lampard didn't speak much to his players. He decided instead to speak through Jody Morris. Oh. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine thinking, um, our half-witted... You know, Cockney manager who played the game <laughs> to a fairly decent level. Clearly got a brain has injury. Done nothing. Yeah, yeah, has done nothing in it since. <laughs> um, he he relies on his his shadow as a player and a manager to say to us, you know, go here, do that, kick this, feel that, mm. twist mm. this, suck that, you know, whatever. <laughs> you know. I'm enjoying the irony of you describing an inarticulate man inarticulately. Yeah, that's what he's done to me. <laughs> Look, listen, Chelsea have got an, yeah, Chelsea have got a, a fantastic squad, um, and and you look oh, at yeah. the players that that are at Chelsea. Remember the beginning of the season when you were choosing your fantasy team, and you were going, oh, well, obviously but... Timo Werner is yeah. going to be. You know, he's not suddenly thing. a bad striker, oh. is he? You know, it's no, no, it's no, no. it's it, you've got to lay the door. Um, you've got to lay the blame. Sorry, at um, at Frank. I Lampard's would lay door. the door. I would lay the door on him. To be honest. Yeah. I would. No, I'd lay the door on him. Um, and I'd say, listen, look at that door and feel it, feel its mm. weight. And then when you've got that weight on you, yeah, lay the blame on that door. Mm. But the door's already on him. Yeah. I think, so, I think yeah. I think we, yeah. I, I think, I think with Frank, <laughs> it, it's raised the question. So yeah. I, my anticipation is suddenly Chelsea are going to become a, an extremely relevant force now. Um, I, I whether the damage. Do you has think been... they will be immediately off the bat, or do you think it will be like no, no, because six or seven in the if table, you look at, and then next season they'll come out firing. If you look at sort of quite a lot of um, sort of education theory, and 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 I know you're you're like a pig in the mud when it comes oh. to education theory. 
Um, I am like it's. I'm like I'm like a I'm like a rat up a drainpipe. You show me a bit of education theory, yeah, and I won't be able to. Good. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I love well, it. Sometimes I go to bed and I just have it playing through some headphones into me, yeah, and then I wake up the next day and. I, I, I'm in a just screaming sweat. Piaget's name over and over again. I'm just, yeah. I just, yeah. So, so listen. The re- <laughs> the point I was going to be making was, it's really hard to yeah. unlearn something. It takes time. Oh, yeah. If you've learnt something incorrectly, if you've learnt something, yeah, I think that's clear. Inefficiently, it actually takes time to sort of break you back down and and put in the right. the correct foundations. Now. Are we making it more complicated than complicated than need be? And we're talking about kicking a ball. No, 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 no. It's, it, it is more complicated because we're right. at the top end of an elite sport here, and and actually, I think I think what we we'll see is that they'll suddenly become a bit more competitive, a bit less flaky. I think certain players mm. we're never going to see again, darlings of Franks. Um, but I I also who, think um, who, like who like who? I think we could be seeing. Less and Chelsea fans tell me I'm wrong, but I think we could be seeing less of Tammy Abraham. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, Mason Mount has, has you know, and that's that's sad for for England on the England front. Um, I might be wrong, but you know, you look at the the riches at their disposal. I look at that squad, and it reminds me an awful lot. I saw, um, I was watching the old um, FA Cup final um, where where Drogba, Drogba scored that that little flick mm-hmm. over over Van der Sar. Um, right at the end of the game, um, after Man U had been all over Chelsea, and I was looking at the names, and I was I was looking at that Chelsea team, and I thought, my word, they're strong. And then mm. I look at this team, and I think, yeah, there's strength there. Um, so I, I think I think ultimately, Tuchel, Tuchel, Tuchel. Tuchel. I like Tuchel because it sounds like yeah, I know what it sounds like. going to touch everything. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> you, you're a man of simple taste, aren't you, in a lot of ways. Yeah. In that previous podcast, how do you feel about Frank Lampard I'm leaving? S- I'm sad. Well, yeah. Okay. I actually think I think they will become competitive in the short term, but they'll become extremely relevant in the long term. The big question mark for Chelsea is they're, they're quite a way behind, obviously, in terms of the title race. But they could still be deciders in the title race, in terms of, t- in terms of who they, who play, they against. play against, who they take points off um, here and there. I think you're going to see a, um, a sort of a rise in energy levels, but combined with a little bit more thinking about about. Can you imagine play. if they start if they start playing, you know, like Dortmund or PSG, like crazy man uh, I, I, yeah and, and, and actually they, they, for me there's no excuse with the, the, the riches at their disposal so no, let, let's, let, let's be honest let's be honest okay listen and this is difficult and I don't know if you're going to be capable of doing this next thing so, so just stick mm. with me is 18 months enough time to to make a team make, make a team come together and be cohesive like I keep being reminded of like Klopp and mm. Other people. They t- it took a um, while, didn't it, for for Jurgen? Is there a chance? Like I, per- I personally think that even with very, you know, very minimal tactical kind of like you know, um, nows, I think that if you get good enough players on the pitch and kind of make them g'd mm. up, I think you'll get. I think you'll you'll do well. Yeah, I, I, it's. I think you can ruin a club in in earlier than eighteen months. Um, 
<laughs> I look at Bielsa, for example, in in for for Leeds. Um, he had an immediate impact. He took a it basically took the same squad that finished sixteenth and got them to finish third. You know, they famously fell apart against Derby in the playoff semis, but he got them to a place that they they'd been nowhere near the seasons mm. beforehand. So that's kind of the opposite end of it, isn't it? It's not. It's no money, all G. Yeah, yeah, and, and it's it's you. There comes a point where you say you can't say they've overachieved because he's he's had that impact. But then it, you, you know you don't you don't really know. It's it's a it's a different situation because Leeds didn't have any sort of superstars, whereas whereas Chelsea do. Um, I, I'm trying to think mm. of examples though. Like if you look at West Brom, you know sacking Slavan Bilic, who Slavan Bilic is a really good manager. Yeah. He, insanity. It, insanity. Do you think that was the nail in the coffin? For for West Brom, definitely, and I, and 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 the reason I say mm. that is because um, it's not like there were people queuing around the block to take charge that you thought were better caliber of, of manager. They went and got, you know, a retired building site manager. <laughs> as far uh, that's what it is, though, isn't it? And said, oh well, maybe he'll show us <laughs> up at the back. And it's like all the players must be. Imagine you're a player for that squad, right? And you got slabbing in there. You're right, mate. <laughs> Imagine, I'm, imagine you're playing that squad, yeah. and you're sitting around looking, and Slavin's in there. You know, you know what kind of player he was, yeah. and it wasn't that long yeah. ago. And he's in there, and he's like, he's holding you by the shoulder, saying, "I believe in yeah. you." You know, get out there, and even if a few bad things go your way, you know that you had a really good season the season before, yeah. and he trusted you, and you went out, and blah, blah blah the rest of it. Um, and then seeing, like, like I say, like a. Like uh, uh, what? Um, a slob, just sort uh, of like a bit like yeah, the shaven sea captain walking, yeah. kind of bellowing at the top of his lungs, like go on, get out there, get get stuff done, like don't let nothing through, let's have a tight back foot. It's, oh god, it's like nineteen bloody fifties, sixties, seventies football, and they're lumping it up and they're getting absolutely battered off the pitch. Now they've given themselves a bit of a chance here, there, and everywhere, but it's like anything. If he was still there right now, I guarantee they'd have more points. Yeah. I guarantee it. And that's what I don't understand. If you got to the end of the season, and even if they did go down at the end of the season, right? Let's say they've been scrapping, scrapping, scrapping. They're not spending much money. Mm. They've they've got a sturdy team. They're a solid, solid club. It, they would probably win by a canter next season, the championship, yeah. and be back up and have that kind of progression of where the club's at. At this moment in time, you know for a fact there is a real danger of them doing a forest or something like that. They go down this season, he will Allardyce will be out the door, and if if he is, then you've got to break. Well, quite a sizable check. Start the whole thing again. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You got to break. You can't be angry at you can't be angry at Allardyce, can you? Because he he's doing what well, he does. Why not? <sighs> yeah, but he shouldn't even. To be honest, he should be shame face. Shouldn't even put himself forward for work. <laughs> well, but. Um, yeah, I know you're a fan of him, but I think he was the wrong he, term for West Brom. He's yesterday's football, yeah. and 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 I think he should have retired years. I, ago. I think you look at, I think particularly if you go down into the Championship, you see just that merry-go-round of managers, and and, yeah. and actually in the Championship, oh, yeah. people seem to be willing to take a little bit more of a, a punt. Is it the equivalent of sacking a manager and getting someone in who doesn't have a huge amount of acumen? Is it the equivalent of going to a loan shark when you're in trouble? Do you think? Um, I think, um, uh, yeah, it feels it feels similar to that. My, my feeling is it, it's um, it's, it, the thing is it's just like any business, isn't it? Like if you got someone who is, it, it's like it, the sense is that not necessarily you're you're failing, but you're coasting. Mm. 
people people tend not to if you're being honest like West Brom for instance um they weren't magically failing they were just actually coasting yeah and they weren't they weren't getting better enough at a quick enough rate to kind of keep up with the Premiership so what they did was they sacked a coasting manager he wasn't failing mm. he they were gradually getting better but just not at the right mm. pace and then they went and got someone to run their business who said don't worry I've done it before I'll do it again. <laughs> type thing <laughs> yeah and they and, and then they've given him the they've given him the checkbook and they've given him the time and the players and that's it but he's just having a fag out back and the, the and 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 that's that's the business equivalent he's having a fag out back going it's all right i get a, i get a car everything pays you know what, mate? Type I've, thing. I've, I've got chills it's almost like <laughs> allardyce is in the room with us <laughs> no but you know what i'm saying and you know i'm right because because the fact is that you know um, there's no if you're looking for a dynamic club, you're looking for a club that's going to progress into the twenty like 2021. Moving forward, we've got a five year plan. We're going to build, build, <laughs> yeah. build, build, build. Allardyce isn't going to be plastered all over the sides no. of your stadium, is he? Exactly. You know, one thing I know we spoke about Leicester last time, but you know, how mm. long has Rogers been at Leicester yeah. since 2019? Yeah. So he's now 18 months down the line. Is yeah. that about right? He's building very well, um, but he he. He's had a couple of wobbles, nothing massive, but he's had a couple of wobbles that have been mm. completely forgiven. Mm. And I'm guessing that's because they believe in him. And and maybe Slavin had a point at West Brom where he just thought people here don't believe in me. And so he pushed the envelope, pushed the envelope. And he was one of those kind of, he did it at West Ham, didn't he? Where he just kept pushing, pushing, pushing yeah. people in, in, that yeah. run the place. And then they go, well, get out. <laughs> Is it, it, it just, it, it struck me as a, as a sort of a, quite an odd move, um, do you think Fulham are gonna gonna stick to to Golden Boy? You know what people quite like him. You know people quite like Scott Parker. You know he's get, he's getting a lot loved of him as a player. Lately, because... he he could turn on a sixpence that lad. <laughs> are you pretending to be Sam Allardyce now? <laughs> Get me a man in the midfield. <laughs> no, no, I'm back. Yeah. To, I'm back to the. Hey. I'm back to the. You'd be picking your ass up next week. If That's you it. Yeah, yeah, I'm back to the newspaper reporter. Yeah. I want a man in the middle who can <laughs> turn on a sixpence. <laughs> <laughs> um, Scott Parker is getting a lot of respect lately in the media for the fact that he's changing Fulham and he's not playing the same. He, he's doing something different from, if I'm being honest, from what Leeds and West Brom have done. He's changed the way they play, and he, he knows they're not going to have possession. They, he knows they're not going to have much of the ball, so he basically is training them to say, when we have got the ball, we've got to make it count. And to be fair to him, like something's happening. Mm. Um, he, I thought he was a bit of a a bit of a kind of like wide boy showman in the championship, kind of like turned up, said his bit, left, and the rest of it. I'm I'm starting to get a little bit of um little bit of yeah I th- I think he's doing all right actually as it goes I think he's doing all right. Well, I mean that's... I I think for, I think there's a danger that Fulham might be okay if Burnley if Burnley have a bad run I think that Fulham are more likely than anyone to get out. of I that mean run. we've also got to talk about I mean they've got an inexplicable amount of points compared to the way they're playing. We've got to talk about Newcastle as well who who lost tonight against Christ Leeds. Almighty. Um not not yeah. a vintage game at oh, all. Leeds Leeds, Leeds were, were, were typical Leeds in terms of they could have scored they, they could have scored 7 but also dreadful. should have conceded 6 or 7 themselves. They got over the line that they they won yeah. 2-1. Yeah, yeah. Newcastle. I mean they've got some good players. Shelby 
I mean, he he's, he he looks like Lex Luthor and and plays like Lord Voldemort, but he he's he's got something about him. Um, that Saint Maximan, he's he's a different level. Um, he reminds me of um, he plays in the Premiership like Traore used to play in the Championship, just skipping past players and just having a confidence on the ball. Um, Can I say yeah. something? All, all teams, all teams included, all teams included in what I'm about to say. Newcastle are still the only team in the Premiership where I have to remind myself who plays for them. Yeah. When I when I see them play, I go, Ooh. oh, it's him. Oh, uh, apart from the the obvious ones, like you say, like Mac, you know, um, like Shelby and the rest of it. I, I look around, and I go, who's that? Oh, it's him. Okay, and 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 they they are a team of. Yeah. When did they become they've gone, that? They've gone for youth. Yeah. And, because because Newcastle used I to be. Know, I tell you what, watching the game tonight, it was like it was like death by a thousand cuts tonight. I tell you, watching Steve Bruce. I mean, I've don't I've never. He's been told he's sacked already. By the way, before tonight's match, I'm telling you that now. He's been told he's sacked because he has that face on him of. I think. Um, it's kind of like David Brent in the final. <laughs> I think that's just his face, mate. When he kind of goes, please not not now. No, no. The thing is, I got a lot of respect for, for Steve Bruce. I, I think, I think he could be a decent manager. I, 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 it's inexplicable mm. as to why, why he isn't already. But he was a great player, and I think he he has had his turn at clubs where you think, oh, yeah. like it might be okay. Newcastle is a sunken ship, and he is trying to resurrect. And all he really, all that's happening is it's just sinking deeper in the sand with him standing on it. Um, but but he had that face on him tonight, where it's like, mm. if we don't score. I'm going to get sacked on a loss as opposed to get sacked on um, on on a win or a draw because I think he's sacked already. He had the face of a very yeah. tortured man, and I think it's pathetic. But I think Rafa Benitez will be will be in, in charge of um, Newcastle the next week or two. Stu's tips. Um, I, There's a prediction. You can take that. Yeah. You can take that. Yeah. And if you listen to this, you can put it in the bank. So you listen to that. You can shove it up your ass. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, probably. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, it, you sort of, you sort of led me on to to a question I have for you, really. Um, yeah. And we're going to do this sort of not probably not every week, but each week we're we're going to look at what defines a big club. And some weeks you're going to try to yeah. convince me about yeah, certain yeah, yeah. clubs, I'm and, and some I, weeks I'm going to convince. I've got two two that I want to throw your way. One that's a big club. And one that I think will never be a big club, and this is, right, this is naturally started, controversial. Before we get started, before we get started, yeah, um, you tell me what you think. Me, what you mean by a, a big club? Well, this is the question, isn't it? Because it, oh, it's, God. it's. I, tell you, I think it's. Out. Yeah, I think you, it you depends. Talk to a bit. <laughs> Welcome to the echo chamber. Um, I'm your host. <laughs> No, um, I, I think it's romanticism at its core, and so the definition of a big club goes speaks to your age, speaks to when you first fell in love with football properly. It speaks to the clubs that you just know have a certain caliber and quantity of fan. I don't think maybe that's that's sort of getting into sort of dodgy territory, but um, there's a. I don't think there's a scientific way of looking at it, and I think were you to try to un- apply a scientific way of looking into a big club, and this is one of the things that we'll talk about with some of our guests that that come on later in in the series, um, 
you can do that, but I think it takes away some of that sort of the mysticism around football. So for me, it's uh, it's baseless conjecture that stems from my gut. <laughs> okay, right. Let me just set some parameters. So, what does the word big mean? I guess that might mean profitable. No. In which case, no. Hang on. Wait. 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 If if you think a big club is profitable and making big money, then they're the ones that are fairly obvious, like the top two or three in every yeah. league in Europe. They're big clubs. Yeah, yeah. If you yeah. think your definition of the word big is they've got this incredible history mm. and therefore some gravitas when talking about them, um, even if they're in League Two now, for instance, but they've got this incredible history where for a decade or more they had in some way had an effect on the football landscape yeah yeah so for instance when um rangers were sent plummeting down to the bottom of the league there's no way in which you would say they were a small club they were still selling football shirts in china for instance so i I think of deportivo la coruña these days they're they're no they're no longer the force that they were but they my word they were they were they were up there they were the team that you didn't want to play in europe yeah but now it's sort of like so the first thing is about money making okay because that's the that's the the sport we live with now the second one is about history mm. the third one i think is about pull which are which are sometimes outside of those two so um if if players want to play for them if managers want to manage them and then like for instance like leicester don't really have a history um but, but they're, I think you could leicester you could argue a big that, club now because yeah. they're a pull yeah, yeah, you could say that they're building a history, couldn't you? So, so are, are we seeing an establishment of a big club? Yeah. Um, I, I think Leicester's a big debate for us to have. I, I don't think uh, I, I'm ready to go toe to toe, cheek by jowl with you about Leicester. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm not there yet. <laughs> that would be your preference. Um, well, I, I guess the ultimate, if you want to talk about big club, might be an amalgamation of most profitable, best, like most prolific history. And the biggest draw, which is why traditionally people see Manchester United as a big club. Manchester United could be on the verge of extinction. They could be in the Vauxhall, Com- well, Vauxhall Conference. The Vauxhall Con- so they've, they've, they've travelled back in time. They could be propping up the entire league system. And I still think people would want to play for them. I still think they would sell shirts outside of They'd Manchester. They'd have a, like a named that. manager, like, wouldn't that's they? They'd have, a, they'd, have, they'd, have, they'd, have, um, they'd have a manager. Yeah, exactly. And they would have... Surprising names being linked with them, even if they were out, you know, nowhere. Yeah. That being that being so, so that might cast aspersions on a club like Nottingham Forest or Sheffield Wednesday because they don't attract big name managers, they don't draw players, they're definitely not profitable, but they do have a history. So maybe there's a nostalgic element to it. And I think and you've missed something out. I think I think fan base has to play. And I know, I know it's such a subjective thing, but you know, and we all know what I'm talking about. There are certain clubs that have certain fans. So we've just been slagging off that Newcastle, but we can both oh, understand completely that they they have a very, very like you know swollen fan base of like really agitated, passionate fans. Yeah, so a fan base that most chairmen, obviously not Newcastle's current chairman, but most yeah. chairmen would kill for. They'll buy yeah. the shirts. They'll attend the games, obviously, when there isn't a global pandemic. They'll buy two shirts, one for their current weight and one for when they are obviously <laughs> expanding. Yeah. They'll buy three shirts, 
Yeah. One for their one current for one weight, one for when they're expanding, and one to, to, to when they whip off and rip when they're angry yeah. in the stadium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah They'll yeah. buy a fourth one to, 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 to eat in front of the cameras when they turn around. Yeah, absolutely. That, that's who Newcastle are. Yeah. <laughs> so it's quite, an envious, it's quite an envious situation, actually. But it does make it, I think, you know, the same could be said for the likes of Nottingham Forest. I keep coming back to them, I don't, I'm not sure why. But I think their fan base is... It's in the same ballpark as that, and yet they've had so many years of disappointment. Yeah, yeah. That they seem to have dampened. Not even slightly. near misses. Not even near misses. No. It's sort no. of oh, will Forest be inevitably in and around near the uh, playoffs and then fade yeah. away? Oh, yeah, yeah. They don't. It must okay, be so, so frustrating as a Forest fan. So I, I think I, I, are we both agreed? Are we both agreed that Newcastle are a big club? I think there's one other thing that we're not thought about. If you're from Sunderland or Middlesbrough, let us know. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing as well is, is I'm going to get all arty-farty here. Okay? <sighs> I think there's something quite kind of like dr- uh, dramatically Greek as well. Ooh. So what we're seeing right now in Newcastle is a real fall from grace. Yeah, A huge dolloping of hubris yeah. with an awful lot of pathos yeah. and... Um, you know, there's a real uh, tragic narrative arc that we all kind of lean into and go, oh my God, what's happening? Um, I, and we kind of hope it doesn't happen. I, I, I'm saying that as a non-Newcastle yeah, fan, obviously. Yeah. But I, I look on and I think to myself, I don't want them to beat my team, but I don't want, if they, Newcastle go into the relegation zone this season and have a relegation scrap, I will look on with a, a tiny, tiny tinge of embarrassment and sadness. And is that... And is that actually the true failure of of Newcastle? Because there's the horror of a big club going down, and the sort of the the seismic. It makes me it makes me think of you know you see those um see those images of like um icebergs like you know or, or ice shearing off, and you see the big wave that comes out. Yeah. You've got the horror of a big club flirting with relegation or administration or, or you know all those sorts of things, but almost yeah. being being brought to a point of irre- irrelevance and, and yeah. for other clubs to sort of, other fans to look at you and be like, oh, that's a shame. But yeah. that's the strength of the response, um, yeah. I, I think is, is is the ultimate sort of, you know, knife in the heart um, to, to stay with the Greek one, sort of drama. And just, 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 to, just to add on to that, hmm. um, if you look at someone like Leeds United this season and the fact that they went from being the most reviled club to being one of the most celebrated, um, despite patchy results, but there was a point in the season where people were saying Leeds are kind of one of the only teams that are worth watching. Yeah. That's a sign of greatness. That's a sign of size and about um, importance because it's almost like dis- like the rediscovery yeah. of the club. Yeah. You know, and, and, and so people are looking on and saying... They got their majesty back. They've got they've got the, the they've got their their image and their identity back. And that, and 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 as sad as we feel about it, it's like Newcastle going into that kind of like um, nadir of yeah. their kind of like football in life in the in the twenty first century. People are genuinely quite happy to kind of float along with the zenith of you know of Leeds United at the minute. I mean, as soon as Leeds United get half decent and get 11 decent players on the pitch that are, are kind of like worth 30, 40 million quid each. People hate we'll go back to, yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah and maybe, yeah. maybe we've uncovered something different there. Maybe to be great, you have to be hated. Maybe to be a big club, you have to be hated. So, so with, with that in mind, the, the Newcastle hierarchy are doing everything in their power to, to <laughs> relegate Newcastle from, from being a big club to being 
uh, just a, a, a large club. Yeah. So you used words like zenith and nadia, and yeah. and and I'm pretty sure in in trying to delineate the difference between big and large, I've put them the wrong way around. I've always considered large think, to be bigger than big. I th- I think you've confused yourself with the word delineate as well. <laughs> <laughs> it's on my toilet let's paper. Go, let's go. With, um, let's, yeah, just go back to monosyllabic words. Okay, so small club, good and bad. A club that I admire, actually, in yep. terms of what they've done, um, and in terms of um, the way they've used certain circumstances to increase their profile, to increase their infrastructure and improve their infrastructure. Um, but I'm going to argue and say that Brighton can never be a big club. Because? Well, let's have a look at, at, the, at what you've, um, you've, you've suggested we look at. They've got zero history. I mean, unless you go back into the annals of time. Um, they've not got the. They've not got history. Most people alive today won't be remembering. Oh, that great Brighton team of the eighties. Do you remember when Brighton just dominated domestic football? They've not got that. Mm. What they've done is they've made quite a profitable business in some ways, um, and they've got a stadium that's now you know no longer befitting League Two. They've got a, a proper Premiership stadium um, that you know. Um, was was partly paid by the taxpayer, I think. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, um, but but actually they they're building a really competitive, really good Premiership side um, and infrastructure, and it's impressive in terms of what they've done. And I don't know whether it's a little bit of um, traditionalism, and whether it's going back to that romanticism, whether it's new money, old money, sort of argument and debate, whether there's an officer class. Um, and they're not part of it, but they feel like a club that's done good, and because of that, well, I feel like they can never <clears throat> ever really get into that 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 big club status. I don't well, see. We, we fans... might need to have this conversation well, again in thirty years. Yeah, I mean, uh, and yeah, the, yeah. The, 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 if 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 Brighton build a team in the next five years that challenge for the title. And then they go on a, a run of winning the title and the FA Cup, and well, they won't because out. Liverpool are going to buy Ben White. Right. Okay. I've got a slightly different slant on this for you. Um, growing up, my brother's wife was from Madrid, and when we had some very, very like torrid discussions about Real Madrid yeah. and, and all the rest of it, my brother always butted in and said, "Yeah, but they're just spending the king's money, aren't they?" In which we then turned into a, it then turned into a discussion about how Real Madrid are basically funded by the monarchy in Spain, yeah. which is why they did the whole Galacticos nonsense. Yeah. So there is something else about being a big team. There's a corruption to it, and I think the modern equivalent is RB Leipzig. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. People, yeah. people really, really, really don't like that. No. Um, no. Because it's seen as like it's these upstarts. about. Yeah, yeah, but a conveyor belt kind of like business money ball thing going on that that you know they churn out players, excel, they do that, and and it's not about mm. it's not about people, it's not about lads that come from you know Leipzig, it's not about lads that are come from the local area and got and done good, you know, it's it's none of that. No, as was Real Madrid, never was. Is is it is it hard nosed capitalism? 
that, that actually hard-nosed capitalism means really that every so often you'll have the majority of clubs won't make it, but every so often there'll be a club that surprises everybody yeah. and establishes themselves. Well, it's gone. It, it's, it's, it's the Man City paradigm now, isn't it? It's that sense yeah. of... Um, the, the Man City are almost like a, a different football club altogether from every other football club, even Manchester United and all the rest of it. They 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 orbit in their own area of of the football universe. You, like you can kind of see whether it's their stadium, yeah. whether it's their players, whether it's their ability to. If they wanted to, they'd go and replace six of their players tomorrow with eighty million pound players. And it's you know it's it's you might go ah oh, it's a fool's game because look what's happened with Chelsea. But actually, Man City on the whole of I've done really well, <laughs> and they've gone from yeah. a club who I remember when I was growing up, you know, seeing Kevin Keegan taking over and trying to bring them through the divisions, and thinking they were a bit of a joke club yeah. from from my youth, yeah. to be honest. Um, but yeah, and so there's a, there's there's a, and there's more obviously billionaire clubs out there now. Do you think there's? Where, do you think that's that's part now of 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 making it? It's like make yourself as attractive as possible. To yeah. to the rich man that's walking by, um, I, I think that's what football's turned into. I think what football's turned into is if if you are if you've got a, a good youth system and you are loyal to your fan base and uh, I think that the money men behind it think that you're going down a blind alley. Mm. I think they go, what what are you doing? I need you to sell shirts in China and we need to make sure that this. Saudi Arabian like oil baron or this Russian oligarch are interested in buying us so that we can have a 75,000 seat stadium that we don't fill so we can sell more shirts so that we can attract players who renege on contracts and like whittle, whittle them down until the last year so we can get them half the price we should pay for them I, I think that's exactly what it's turned into and we're and we're all doing it the whole premiership is doing it they're trying to just play in between those cracks in the pavement where they think how can we get that good player for not much and, and how can we make it look like we've got all this money and it's just it's a, it's a joke really you've gone maudlin again I've, I, I'm, it's because I'm just you know what what does it mean to be big if you've got a billionaire that buys you you've made it it's like well I prefer to see 21 year old lads that come from like two and a half miles from the stadium like kicking on and doing well I think that's when you know you're big when you have when you have the passion and the fan base and, you know, the city behind you and, and to the point of where, you know, you've got young players that are coming in that that, that, that want to stay loyal to your club. And sometimes I look, I look at um, the Premiership in the past 20 years and I think to myself, the players I've respected most are the ones that have stuck with one team and they've seen it through thick and thin and they've had their ups and downs and I, you know, that, that's just what a I bit like A bit like, you know, when you go back to... You know when Bolton were were at the top there, you had like your Kevin Davises who you just, <laughs> just like all the way through. They were, they were talismanic, weren't they? In, in some yeah, ways, yeah, yeah, and yeah. they were able to bring the the superstars like Akocha and um, Campo and, and yeah. people like that into yeah. as well. And um, yeah, yeah, I mean, I think the rest of the team was actually called Davis. Um, you mentioned something earlier <laughs> on. You used the term Moneyball um, when you were talking about yeah. Leipzig, and um, it leads me on to our our sort of our sort of pseudo philosophical exploration. Stu, do you want to cue in the music? Well, I, I will do, but just before we do, do you mind if I give someone a shout-out? Because, you know, you know, shout-out means when you say like who they are. Yeah, I mean, because... I know we don't usually do no, it. No, no, because um, it's just you and me that listens to this, so, you know. <laughs> well, all right. Um, are you, are you, are you giving me a shout-out? There's, there's a chap. No, no, oh. there's a chap... Um, 
ironically, his name is Simon. Um, Simon Simon G Smith. He goes by on Twitter. I don't know what his real name is. Is he might have a slightly classier name than that? I, I don't know. Um, if it is Sai or Simon, good luck to you, mate. Um, but he's like a genuine intellect um, yeah. that tweets us fairly regularly. Yeah. Um, I imagine him as this kind of wistful kind of like gentleman in 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 the somewhere around the mid forties to mid fifties, like kind of like um, ironically looking at his phone. Tweeting and stuff like that, um, uh, just pulling his glasses down and looking at it and going, Do, oh. doing it ironically. And, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and last last week he pointed out um, quite rightly that we missed on uh, uh, the, the very obvious pun of um, uh, when we we're talking about razors, uh, talking about Wilkinson's Wilkinson's blade. Um, Do you mean Wilkinson's sword? Right Wilkinson's sword. Yeah, he said that. So you, yeah, sorry, yeah, right. yeah. So you got that wrong. I got that. <laughs> What you've done is sorry, you've sorry. given Simon a shout sorry, out sorry, and you've, you've misquoted him. Yeah, That's another um, listener gone. Well, I, I, <laughs> um, so I, 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 um, I imagine I was going to tap him up and say, if we just swap you out and swap him in, um, he's called Simon, so I could just say That's Simon. Easy. Even though yeah. it would sound different, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, one yeah, really yeah. no one cares. No one cares. I'm on thin ice um, already as it is. I've been on. Th- I've been on notice from the start, haven't I? Yeah, I, it's interesting you say thin ice. It's been, the weather's been a bit this week. Hasn't uh, it? <laughs> smooth as a chin that's been yeah. uh, shaved by a Wilkinson's blade, or whatever you yeah, called so it. So he 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 um <laughs> I'm sorry, it's Wilkinson. Yeah, sword. Yeah, um, <laughs> but he he made he re, he corrected like basically one of our puns, and and he he's a really clever, really funny guy. So, Sai Simon. Mr. Smith, however you, if if you if you're interested, um, Simon, this Simon that I'm talking to right now, who sat right next to me, um, he's not. No, no, because um, that's that's actually yeah. libelous. Yeah, and I'm not actually allowed <laughs> within twenty feet of you by law. No, no. Yeah. Um, if you want to come on and take the place of Simon and actually have a proper discussion about philosophy and be informed and knowledgeable. And um, you, I thought I reckon me and you would get on really well. So um, uh, yeah. So just this is a shout out, you know, because that's what we do. Because we're young and stuff. Oh uh, my so, word! Yeah. This this is beginning to reek of desperation. Um, so Simon, if you're listening, oh, I just want to say Stu. thanks, mate. All the best to you, mate. Oh. Um, thanks for the feedback. It, it's great to You've hear. You've let yourself um, and, down and big time there. I'll give you a bell in the week. I'll give you a bell in the week. Yeah, yeah. Oh my word! <laughs> so uh, what were you saying? Philosophy. Cue in the music. Okay, cue the, cue, cue the music. Cue the music. Oh, okay, fantastic. Oh, I feel like I feel like I've just been touched up by a French duke. <laughs> Well, I've just been um, uh, trotting the old um, two-step with Tarquin and Vaughan. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I've been molested in the oh. barn by a stable boy <laughs> in the 16th century. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, whatever. More that's that's the key detail. That's the key detail. Yeah, yeah. What's the philosophy today, Boo? <laughs> I'm I'm interested. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh my word. Um, I'm interested in um, something that um, Malcolm Gladwell, who's a, a, quite, 
quite a who's a, he? He's a famous writer, um, journalist, yeah. um, podcaster. His podcast, Revisionist History, is a fantastic listen. Um, I've just finished reading The Tipping Point. Oh, The Tipping Point, yeah, a, a yeah. really good, really good book. Uh, fascinating, yeah. actually. Um, yeah. And one of the things that he talks about in his podcast is something that, that just really stuck with me about yeah. the difference between strong link sports and weak link sports. Um, and and this is, this is a theory that that, that's not necessarily limited to sport. Mm-hmm. But he was looking at specifically basketball. Mm-hmm. And the the philosophy really behind basketball is, um, which is a strong link sport, is if you invest all of your money and all of your resources into getting one really, really, really good player, top, top, top player, then you will achieve more because that player will make up for the deficiencies of the other four cheaper players who aren't as good. But he touched right. upon football. Um, unfortunately, he called mm. it soccer. Um, mm. Which so is American for football. For football, yeah. Um, good, good, good. And, good, good. Just clear that up. And he, he sort of said that football is, understandably, from his perspective, a weak link sport, where you okay. will do better in football if rather than investing a a huge amount of money into one amazing superstar what will happen Mm. is uh, if you make your if you get rid of your Paul McShane's for example and replace them with a slightly stronger player but not necessarily the superstar in that position you will get better and it it got me thinking about the Galacticos Mm. got me thinking about capitalism Got me thinking about the current state of affairs, um, mm. philosophically, that we find ourselves in, um, in, in the current state of football at the moment. It got me thinking about um, the difference between Chelsea and Leeds, for example. Mm. Chelsea, who have spent an inordinate amount of money and their wage bill is astronomical, to Leeds, who have spent a fair bit of money, but actually their wage bill is, I think, the second lowest in the entire Premiership. Mm, okay. uh, and this idea of, of strong link, weak link, and, and whether or not we agree with that, and, and whether or not we think that's, um, whether we think there, there would be a chairman who would be bold enough, brave enough to fully embrace the weak link philosophy of, I'm not going to buy any superstars. What I'm mm. going to do is I'm just going to incrementally improve all the weak positions with someone who's slightly stronger. Well, the first thing that that comes to mind when thinking about that is how, how, did you say it's basketball and football that were the comparison? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So is it just a numbers game? Like, because there's less people in basketball, one person makes more of a difference. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And in basketball, there are like, there are multiple opportunities to score, for example. Like you can score uh, huge amounts in in basketball. So you're going to have opportunity, 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 after opportunity. In football, there's every there's every chance that you might have an XG of you know one point four in a whole game. Mm. Yeah, and, and this is this is where I think the tension lies between just accepting that football is a, a weak link versus a, a, a strong link. Because the weak link understanding would be is it doesn't necessarily matter who your striker is as long as the rest of the team are fairly strong as well. But if you've got mm. an XG of 1.4, then ideally you want a superstar striker, don't you? Who's who's Who everybody wants because their efficiency is so high because when they shoot on target, they generally score. See, I would argue that 
I exactly with exactly what you're saying now because if you think about the most memorable like players in 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 the um in the Premier League for instance you might not they they might not come across as superstar strikers but or superstar players but I think about Andy Cole like he was nothing to write home about but he was a goal scorer mm. so he wasn't weak so um, he wasn't just part of the machinery he was he had one very definite skill that they just kept relying on. Um, it's interesting. I don't know how you would, but then, but then there were people like um, there were people like Zidane. I mean, I mean, I think I'd write, I'd rather have Zidane in my team than than not. And he quite clearly is. A you, you'd rather have Zidane than than Catamol. <laughs> just about, just about. Um, it, for me, for me, it's, it, it it actually speaks to the wider state of of things because. We've been talking about managers coming and going. You, you've got clubs like Watford, for example, who have who have traded upon the fact that their model is that you sack a manager and you get your new manager, you sack a manager, and it it seemed to be sort of working, keeping them in the Premiership, and now it hasn't. Obviously, it's people are saying, oh well, it was never going to work. But before that, you know, Watford, you know, had a fair old crack at, at, at staying up. Um, but this mm. sort of idea of hiring, firing, the idea of pursuing that superstar. I want you to imagine now. Stu, that you are the chairman of um, South Norsbury uh, Football Club. Where's that? Uh, it's just below North Norsbury. Okay. Um, you have presided over some incredible investment tranches from you know overseas investors, but you're still the chairman. You've mm. you got yourself an amazing coach. And you've mm. got some real homegrown players that have catapulted you into the Premiership. This is North Norsbury, right? Uh, South Norsbury. Uh, North, oh, North, sorry. North Norsbury. Well, uh, over North Norsbury. They're swilling right? it around in League Two at the moment. Oh. They're, they're, they're playing Whatever. against Bolton and Barrow and Harrogate. <laughs> okay. um, but you, you're in South Norsbury. And you're in the Premiership all of a sudden. You've got your TV money and it's come in. Yeah. You've got question marks over pretty much every position in your squad as to whether or not they're going to make that step up. Whether mm. or not they're going to be able to show. You've got some, you know, 300 appearances for your club. 33-year-olds, do they still have the legs in midfield? You've got a right-back that was with you from League 2 all the way up. And each time he's, he's taken a few games to adapt, but he's made it. But will this be his final opportunity? You've got some youth coming through that you just don't know... What do you do in that situation? Because for me, the attractive, the the sort of the the golden ticket thinking of the strong link game to me seems like a much more attractive option for a chairman than the the weak link. It would take guts, surely more guts, to say I'm just going to bring in a couple of not necessarily journeymen, but some lesser names. To, to ensure that my team is slightly stronger. What would you do in that situation as the chairman? I would <clears throat> take a trip over to North Norsbury, see what they're up to. Urinate on their pitch. Yep. Defecate, urinate. Yep. Smash my foot through both of them so it mixes all together in the centre circle. Oh. Um, so once you've done that, because that, that's yep. called your thinking space, isn't it? My, in, my inclination would be to um i believe in the mantra of a rising tide raises all boats so i would start to replace the weakest as i saw one by one mm. that's how i'd do it um 
News just in. News just in. <laughs> Boss. <laughs> the current Spanish. Would... The current Spanish number ten is available. Are we playing some kind of? I don't know <laughs> where. I, I, I'm never game. doing that voice again. I've got to say. News just in. Yes. He's available. He yeah. likes the area. He's heard there's come some South Norsbury. Yeah, there's, ga- there's nothing there. We've got a little. You've got some gastro pubs, mate. Center. You've got some gastro pubs around We've the corner. A little and leisure centre, right? And then, then then there's that dodgy street down near you know southwest Norsbury, where let's face it, it's lined with you know women of the night. So I don't know why Spanish number ten want to come to Norsbury. I've heard at least of all South Norsbury. I've heard that uh, there's a new restaurant uh, called the Frog and the Tickle. <laughs> um, he's you've had your eye. On five players, yeah. Um, for for across the board, they're going to strengthen your spine and bring you just that little bit of, of stardust you're hoping. But it's just it's incremental increases. The Spanish number ten is suddenly available, but it means you can only get him and one of these other players. No, 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 no. I won't go near it. I won't go near it because no, I won't go near it. I would, I would gently, I would gently improve. Um, the weaknesses in the team, and and I will become stoical in my in my um, your with your my philosophy. And say, yeah. I, I would say, listen, you know, I need us to be hard to be. I, I'd be, I'd be, I'd be that guy. See, I, I would say, and let's, I, let's try and grind it out. I admire you for it, but yep. I think there's quite a lot of thinking that. Of failure, yeah, but I, yeah, there is, uh, there is, and and it's one of those things where like, you're on a hiding to a nothing as a newly promoted side, um, yeah. and and any sort of side. If you don't strengthen enough with the big names, and if you fail, everyone says, "Well, you clearly didn't strengthen." Um, and so you could look at Sheffield United this year, and, and and actually, it's a really easy and tired criticism to make: is that well, they didn't strengthen enough, they didn't they didn't get enough of the big names in, mm-hmm. whereas nobody was saying that last year. Because they were doing okay. Whereas, mm. if you get some of the really big names in, Timo Werner, and they suddenly flop and don't score, it's, well, that was a you know, big waste of money. You know, you, you see where, where, where the difficulty is. Yeah. I don't think necessarily, I think the point that I'm coming to and something that for us to consider is that I don't think football necessarily is a weak link sport purely. Because no. if you think about the galvanising effect of bringing someone talismanic into your squad, who just mm. who raises the quality, who raises what, like, the bar, um, like someone like um, what's his guy? What's that guy that played for Bolton? Um, Kevin. Kevin, you you don't get to say his name. <laughs> he like him, <laughs> Kevin Davis. <laughs> I actually think of Ibrahimovic. No, yeah. I go further than that. I think of, I think of. Can you? You will need to cut it here. I'm really sorry because I've forgotten his name. <laughs> Dutch striker. That's it. Okay, right. You ready? Three, two. No, I go further. I think of Van Persie. Yeah. Van Persie oh, right, won okay. right. Man United that league title. He was a strong link signing. But the effect of taking the crown jewel from the opposing side, you know, you know, rivals, rival managers, rival clubs through the years, you know, doing one over Arsenal. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and, and actually seeing him fire that Man United squad, which was on the decline at that point anyway, mm. um, into a league title, um, for me, suggests that there is still space for strong link thinking. I wonder if that's already because the the sort of the the weakest areas of your squad are stronger than most of the strong areas of other squads. I don't I don't know, but but actually I think it, it's something that's interesting. And you you see so many clubs chasing definitely the strong link model still. Got to mm. get the name. Got to get Neymar. Got to get Messi. Yeah, yeah. Got to yeah, get yeah. got to get that that you know but that eighteen year old wonder kind of, kid. But what what about that with rising, rising side? financial with a rising financial side of football? Mm. I'm always suspicious of stuff like that. I never think they sign players for for their ability to play. I think that's a happy coincidence. Because let's face it, you know, if Manchester United had the opportunity, they'd sign Neymar tomorrow. Would they matter too much whether he won them games? I I, I don't think so. It'd be nice. It meant it, it mean that the it would come, like the deal would come to fruition and it'd be the way it should be. But it's because they would sell more shirts, and so there's a different side to that. There's a different side to that altogether. Um, Ibrahimovic is a good example of someone that actually for a flagging Manchester United team like. And for an aging Swedish striker, like he looked like a superstar. Yeah, yeah. Um, he was he was incredible. Um, Messi's an interesting one. Messi's an interesting one, and so is Cristiano Ronaldo. So let's, let's because they're the ultimate. They're the ultimate. Aren't let's they? finish. Let's let's finish this section on on Messi and yeah. Ronaldo. Um, okay. Uh, you, you're famously <laughs> right in your in your predictions. Um, you you predict you you predicted the pandemic, didn't you? Back in um, two thousand sixteen, I did. It it was over. It was over a Cornish pasty. I remember you turned to me and I said, did. "I did." Watch out for twenty twenty. Yeah, I, I I what I did was listen. You know, I took I ate the Cornish pasty mm. traditionally. Yep. You know, and left the spine of it. You were in a mine. I looked into the spine. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah Coal yeah. on your hands. I looked into the spine. Yep. yep. I looked into the spine of that pasty, yep. and it that, and and in many ways, I feel like that spine looked back at me. And I turned to you and I said, "Heed, heed the the pastry." You put your your big voice on as well, didn't bad you? Year. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, and then I threw the pastry down, and, and then a bird ate it. And, and I thought to myself, "That's twenty twenty all over." That is. Yeah. Oh, I remember it. That is. That is if, if ever I've seen twenty twenty like, like manifested in some form of imagery, it was that birdie in the spine of that pasty right there and then. And I tell you, mm-hmm. I didn't leave any potato or any meat. It was pure pastry, and that bird would have felt bloated that afternoon. And, and that's and I thought yeah. that is that is twenty twenty all over. That is and 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 in in line with with that predictive prowess. Yeah, Ronaldo and Messi have one more move in them. I think we're we're all. I, I, we don't see. I don't oh. see Ronaldo retiring at um, at Juventus, and I mm. don't see Messi. Yeah. Um, I think there's a cantankerous sort of relationship between him and Barcelona at the moment. Yeah. What is there? What where? What do you think? Two questions before we finish. What do you think is the most likely move, and what do you think would feel like the most romantically sort of heartwarming move for them? I think the most likely move is. I think they'll mo- they'll both make. I think those questions are, are just one question actually. Um, I think they'll both do what everybody would do in this situation. I think they will shrink back to the clubs that they came from. I think that you will find that um, Messi will go back to Newell's old boys oh. and spend spend a season oh. there. And I think coached by Marcelo Bielsa. Most most probably, most probably. That would be lovely. Yeah. 
and um, and I think is it Sporting? Um, oh, back to Portugal. From? I think so. I think I think that would be the case because I think when you've had a, a career like theirs, where they've just you know one has stayed in in one club forever, and the other one has just gone and been success, everything is touched has just turned to mm. gold. I imagine the only one thing left is the nostalgia of where did I come from? Yeah. They're not interested in, you know, they're not interested in signing, you know, five million pound a week bloody things for Man City. And then they're not interested in it. Mm. That, that ship has sailed. They've got everything they need. So, so your predictions are are basically news old boys and going back to sporting. Yeah. Um, for me, um, I, I ate my pasty hole in in that again, and, and I, I, I was bloated. And it was too hot. Yeah. And if you remember, if you remember, yeah. when we were sat on that wall, you turned around to me and you had a mouthful of pasta. Yeah. You did that thing where you'd taken a big mouthful <laughs> yeah. and it was too hot and all the steam was coming out and you were basically going, I, 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 I think like 2020. I, like, I said to you, I said, Sai, yeah. I said, Sai, what are you doing? I was trying to predict that 2020 would be a, a year of success. And so, so famously, yeah. my predictions are wrong. Um, I, I, wow. I, think, I think Messi will end up at Man City. Um, or wow. he'll end up at one of Man City's affiliates in the MLS. It's either America or Man City. Okay. Um, I think Ronaldo... Ah, see, it's a tough one to know with Ronaldo. Can... I, I would love to see... I would actually really love to see Ronaldo back at Man United. Um, I'd, lo- I'd, love, I'd love to see him play next to Ake Fenwa. Oh, I think it would be what, brilliant. Wickham. <laughs> yeah, Mess- yeah. I'd lo- wouldn't you just love it if Messi was like, you know what, just sod it, I'm going to sign for Hibernian. Yeah, that'd be cool. It's like yeah. <laughs> lining for 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 190 quid a week. <laughs> lining up next to Mackenzie and Griffith, we've got <laughs> Lionel Messi. He's whipped yeah. another ball in for them to head over the bar. Brilliant. Um, I, I <laughs> he can't play on this pitch. The ball's bobbling all yeah. over the place. Um, yeah. I, I think ultimately, I think Messi will. I love that idea of Messi going back to New Old Boys. There's something poetic about that. I think he'll go to Man City or America. Um, Man Man United. <sighs> I would love to see Ronaldo back in the Premiership. I'd love to see both of them in the Premiership just for at least one season. We know that they're. How incredible would it be if um, if one of them went to Spurs and the other one went to Everton? How incredible would that be? I, I'm not. There's no affiliation I have with Spurs Everton. I, I just don't want them to go to the, like a top top team. Oh right, it'd be nice if. They, yeah, cause I thought yeah. that was just like fairly random. Like, how how no, amazing no, no. Or, would it be if they went, went to, to like Newcastle you, and West Brom? Well, I was just well, I, or like you remember when um, West Ham like did all their business via the back of a van with big brown bags, <laughs> Te- and and Mascherano Te- and Tevez. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it'd be it'd be incredible to see like maybe like you know imagine Messi turning up for West Ham and <laughs> Ronaldo turning up for um, uh, Southampton. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it would be incredible. I just I'd I'd love yeah. to see them both in the Premiership, um, and, and they're yeah, not as too. as the the sort of the the bright stars that they used to be. But I'm thinking strong. The you know runs, what? I'm thinking thirty five yards. I'm thinking kick. strong link again. That strong link thing is is per- pervasive yeah. all the way through. Look, Stu, we've been um, we've been talking for for over an hour now, and 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 I'm actually angry with the people that are still yeah. listening to us. Um, I don't know. I don't know. If you listen right to the end, if you listen right to the end, like, can you just go, you know, make a connection with somebody else? Make a connection with a friend. Or, I think they've got to reevaluate certain life choices that they've made as well. Because it, make a connection with us. No, 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 don't. Because send things through the post. No, because Stuart will then start giving you anything shout outs again, um, and, and he'll be he'll be begging. 
He'll be begging for some form of connection. So, Simon, if you're listening, I'll, um, I'll catch you with your next, mate. <laughs> well, um, we've got uh, some exciting stuff coming up this week. Um, so we're going to be talking oh, yeah. to um, talking to some potential guests um, that are, are yes. going to be on in Not in potential the, guests. They will be actual yeah, guests. Yeah, they're going to be coming up in the next few yeah. weeks. Um, so we better really smart on our act up, really, Stu, shouldn't we? Yeah, exactly. We can't. Maybe, go, maybe you're right, actually. Or, or maybe you're right about getting this side guy in. I say we give him a shout. He's he sounds so much more switched on than you. Honestly, I think you'd really like him. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that bombshell. <laughs> right. Well, thank you for listening to the Outsiders podcast. Um, talking about all things philosophy and all things football. Um, Need so, all those things. Stay safe or don't. No, no, do do stay safe, please do. Yeah, yeah, um, but there's no meaning to life, so don't. don't yeah, yeah, actually, it's a um, joke, isn't it? And we're all sliding uh, into oblivion. Cheers, side. Take care, mate. All right, Stu. Have a good one. Yeah, yeah. Take care. Or, or, yeah, yeah don't matter really, is it? No. All right, no. Cue the music or don't. <laughs>